on this episode of the GVA Legal Podcast. Parts of our culture, culture that, yeah. that you know just show up every now and then, and particularly when a man dies, mm. you're like, gosh, there is no equality here. Now, yeah. on the other hand, if a woman dies, if yes. a wife dies, very rarely do we question her husband's right Decision. to bury her. Yes. Yeah. Decision, right, even yeah. his taking over of her property. We rarely yes. question that. Yeah. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of the GVA Legal Podcast. My name is Adrian Jenga and I shall be your host. Asante Nisana for joining us. We continue with our season on family law where we have previously discussed marriage, adoption and divorce. In this episode we shall take a slight tangent and discuss succession. With me in studio today to discuss this topic is Rosalind Kane Jogu. Rosalind is an advocate of the High Court of Kenya with over 13 years experience in the law. She is a co-founder and partner at LexLink Consulting and Omondi Mutawa and Company Advocates. She holds a Master's of Law degree from Harvard Law School <laughs> and is currently a PhD candidate at the University of Nairobi. She also is an academic for 11 years. Therefore, she dons the lecturer hat and she's teaching the eager young minds at Strathmore University. Thank you so much, Rosa, for joining us. Karibu Sana, say hello to the people. Thank you so much for having me. Goodness, God, my God. Uh, PhD candidate. Uh, Harvard Law School. Damn, girl. Uh, tell us a, bit, a little bit about your PhD. So um, I'm investigating um, and writing about what I call wifehood and power. Yes. Um, the triple bind of law, religion, and imperialism. And I am looking at um, how wifehood and husbandhood um, differ yeah. and how power is used, wielded, retained, um, and so on within Christian marriages in Kenya. So Goodness. a lot of exciting things in Triple there. Triple bind. Triple bind. <laughs> and so so I'm unpacking, you know, um, the law. Yes. I'm unpacking imperialism. Yeah. Uh, and I'm unpacking religion. Yeah. It's uh, exciting and dangerous. The law religion and imperialism and imperialism yeah oh my goodness i don't even know where to go with that <laughs> i'm like that is that is so uh fantastic thank you thank that's you so much that's for another podcast yeah. yes yes that's what we will invite you we will also get uh, a few more advocates in here to discuss those particular um three binds yeah especially imperialism so that one we will need um a lawyer we yeah. will need a clergy person yes um and hmm who are the people who deal with imperialism so anybody who studies or works in decolonizing or post-colonial studies oh goodness okay all right, oh, yeah. all right. That is uh, <laughs> homework for me, homework for me. Mm -hmm. um, but I just want to say thank you so much for taking your time to come and just do this little um, podcast on succession. So let's dig straight in. Um, just give us a brief description on what succession is and what it entails. All right. But first, let me thank you for having me here. I have taught succession for many, many years. Yeah, academic so, for 11 years. Yes. So, yes. so actually, succession is one of the first courses I ever taught when I when I started teaching um, at the university. Yeah. So this is exciting for me. Mm -hmm. um, succession, quite simply put, is um, d deals with how property uh, passes upon a person's 
passing. Yeah. See what I did there. Um, so how how <laughs> <Alliteration>. do we, <laughs> yes? How do we deal with the property of a person once they once they have died? Yeah. Um, and we usually think of it in at least two ways. Mm-hmm. So you can prepare your estate for your death through what we call tested succession, mm-hmm. which is you you create a will. Yes. And you die with very clear instructions about what happens when you die. Yeah. Or you can do, you can, you know, wait for the law to take its, uh, to do its job. Yes. And so you die intestate yeah. when you die without a will. Yeah. But there's a really interesting sort of gray area there mm-hmm. of how property sometimes passes dependent on your death, but without going through either one of either those, of those two. two. Yes, exactly. Yes, yeah. mm, so we can talk um, about that some more. So let's, let's um, you've said Two um, two types, test it and intest it. Mm-hmm. Let's dig straight in into test it, mm-hmm. um, which is, I think, the future, mm-hmm. <laughs> or should be anyway. <laughs> it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is now um, where you you as the person who is living currently and thinking about your death, mm-hmm. you actually write a will so mm-hmm. that you know where your property, um, your the property that you have and how it passes to the people that you. So let me st- let me stop you right there. You yeah. used uh, the language of right a yes. will, and uh, our law actually provides for oral and oh, yes. written wills. Yes. So oral wills are sort of a vestige of African culture, mm-hmm. in the sense that for many many years, hundreds of years, I dare say, over many communities in this country. What happened was a, a person would declare, this is what I want to happen to my property when I am no longer here. Yes. When I have gone to be with the ancestors, yeah. right? I want this son to have this property here that mm. touches the river. I want this one to have this and so on and so forth. Yeah. And an oral will is sort of an extension of that idea. Yes. So usually a person who is about to die or thinks they're going to die, well, then we'll usually call the family. Yes. And orally distribute their property. Yeah. The property doesn't pass before he or she dies. dies. But because oral wills have the capacity to be forgotten mm, mm. and so on, the law then provides that you must die within three months All right. of making, of that making oral the oral will. will. So if you yes. survive you know, a little longer than three months, then we are back to, to the drawing board. Yeah. So there can be oral wills and there can be written wills. Mostly when you talk about uh, written wills, we, wills, we usually talk about written wills. Yes. Another sort of place you will find Oral wills is among people who are in uh, what we used to call the armed forces. I guess mm. now it's uh, KDF. Yes. So and, and, and those guys tend to have a special provision mm. that allows for them to make wills that don't have to meet all the extra, all the uh, formalities yes. of a written will. Oh. So, you know, the, uh, the assumption is, you know, you're rushing into battle and adrenaline yes. junked, uh, a- adrenaline packed situations. Mm. And if you declare something as simple as, um, and with some of the case law is really interesting, it says if I if I stop a bullet, everything I have should go to my honey. Oh, the law has considered that to be a valid and standing will, and you don't have to die within the three months. Yes, it just you just have to die during that deployment. Yeah, then the law is going to consider that a, a will, a valid, a valid will. oral will. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So 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 sort of those two. Those two demarcations. Yeah. Yeah. What happens Mm -hmm. in situations where, um, like you've just said, guys in KDF, Mm -hmm. um, so for them, they don't have to do the three months, but Mm -hmm. previously, Mm -hmm. it's like you have to die within the three months. Mm -hmm. So you don't die within the three months, Mm -hmm. but can you you make 
several oral wills? Maybe that's the better question to ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you could. Uh, and ideally, you know, the last will is going to be assumed to, be, to revoke. To revoke all the all other, other oral wills. wills. Yes. Exactly. So yeah. that, uh, you know, the one that is within the three-month uh, sort of window, window is the one that... That is binding. Yeah. Now, if there is property that you left out from that last declaration, yes. then that property will pass according to the rules of intestacy. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about um, written wills. Mm-hmm. Um, just take us through the steps of writing a valid written will. Valid okay, valid. Yeah. <laughs> Good one. I think that's in, <laughs> an important. You know, a lot of us just write wills not knowing the ramifications of it, not yeah. being, it's been declared invalid by courts. Yeah. yeah. No, so, I mean, so you, you can think of writing a will in, in two important steps. The first is that you have to have, you know, essential validity. Yes. So you have to have capacity to yeah. make a will, for example. So you have to be over 18 years old. Mm. Where minors cannot make binding wills. Yeah. Um, you have to have mental capacity. Mm-hmm. So you should not be suffering from a mental, a mental illness. illness at the time which, at the time when you, at the material time when you when write the will. the will. Yes. Now you can write a will, then have mental illness and that will still stand. Yeah. You can have mental uh, illness and then during what we call lucid, lucid moment, yeah. make a will. And that will still be valid. Yeah. Of course, there will be questions about how do we prove that he was, you know, or she was um, having lucid. a lucid moment and so yeah. on. But the law is, <laughs> I dare say, very clear <laughs> that um, that you can make a will in, 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 in that state. Now, when you talk about mental uh, capacity, yeah. in, in will making, it's a little different than, than other sort of areas of law when you talk about mental capacity. Yes. So there's something we call a sane and disposing mind. Mm. And the sane and disposing mind, uh, and now we're really going into nitty gritty and I should walk back, <laughs> is, is you, right, you, sh- right. you should be able to understand your property, yes. but also who are the beneficiaries of your bounty? Who are these people? What obligations do you have? And so on and so forth. Yeah. So that it's a little more nuanced and a little more complicated, complicated than just, you know, I am sane. Yes. Okay, so so that's uh, uh, in terms of essential validity, the issue of capacity, but also you have to have what we call knowledge and approval. You have to know what you're doing, mm. and you have to approve of what you're doing. So yeah. I, you have to know this is a will I am making, and I am okay with this. I'm happy to be making this will. Yes, I'm not making a laundry list. Yeah, this is not a shopping <laughs> a list. shopping list. Okay, yeah. so th- what I am doing is will making. Mm. When we come to formalities, when we, which is where a lot of people get tripped up, yeah. um, then, you know, there are a few things. So if we're doing the right, the written will, the law is actually very um, generous with wills. Yes. There isn't a standard format uh-huh. that, you, that you must follow. So with, yeah. with conveyancing, with, you know, buying and selling of land and so on, a number of these things require a certain format. Yes. But not for wills. Wills are very... The law is generous. Laissez-faire. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So you, you can write it in many different ways. Yeah. But the requirement, so, so for example, you can write it in any language. Mm. Okay. I so hadn't you, even thought of that. You can write it in yeah. any language. You can write yes. it in, uh, in the Lua. You can write it in, in uh, Luya. You can write it in, um, in Braille. Mm. Um, you can write it in code. Yes. It doesn't even have to be, you know. Like in, something that all of exactly. us can read. So you, so, and, and the law says that it, it just has to be a decipherable code. Yes. 
So you can write. So so you know one of the cases is somebody wrote a will in jeweler's code. Apparently jeweler's oh. have a code. So you can write it in the code. My goodness. The question, <laughs> the issue is, it has to be decipherable. Yes. Okay. So yeah. you can write it on various materials. Mm. It doesn't have to be paper. Mm. You can write it on, uh, in an, in another case, yeah, on a rock. Yes. Or on eggshells. My goodness. Or on a cigarette packet. These are all cases that have <laughs> that I teach. That are now. This, and this those is were, the law. L- yeah. This is the law. If I write a will on eggshells. Yes. It as long as it's, it, unless yes. it meets all the other requ- if it meets all the other requirements the eggshells it's exactly yeah. so so it has to produce visible form i have to be able to see it yes um it can be in the different languages that we've talked about so that's that's about writing mm. okay um then it has to be signed mm-hmm. okay so the person who's writing the will has to sign it yes and a signature can be you know a signature the way you sign like at the bank yes it can be a thumbprint it can be any mark that is considered the mark of the testator, or the person who's writing the will yes so courts have held for example that if i write your mother rosa mm-hmm. that is considered a signature mm. basically i can write a will and write uh, your mother rosa yes or you know whatever Beyonce. That's yeah. what people call me. <laughs> no, no, nobody calls me. <laughs> you I was know, be like it can Queen be what? <laughs> no. You know, it can be that, or it can be you know whatever it is that people know you, know as. you as. You yes. can you can sign that. Yeah. And then you have to sign it in front of two witnesses. Yeah. And the two witnesses have to see you signing the will. Mm-hmm. They don't have to know that it is a will you're signing. Yes. The thing that they're required to witness is to actually see you putting your Your hand on paper. Exactly. And signing. And then they must sign against your signature. All right. So that they have witnessed you signing. Exactly. And they must sign it in your presence. Yes. So you don't sign. They see you. You walk out and then they sign. Sign. All these things. Presence is like an important thing where everybody has to be. Yeah. There and, and and there's a lot of case law about you know many different problems. Oh, I don't know. Somebody brought a will to be signed, but the witnesses were serving customers in a supermarket. Yes. That will was invalid. Just all kinds of things. Yeah. So all three, the person writing the will mm-hmm. and the two witnesses, all three of them should sat, be sat together to see you. Ideally, that's yes. how that's what that's, that's how we do it in law firms, right? Yeah, so yeah, you yeah. so we don't have this back and forth in yes, a court. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So usually we will you sit there, you sign, then we sign, and yeah. whatever. And and then and, and, and in a law firm, we're making sure that these people are competent witnesses. Exactly. Because there's something called competent witnesses. For example, um, the law is unlikely to consider a a blind person a competent witness. Mm. Because the lawyers, they're going to say you did not see. You didn't see. see. Yes, um, you may have been in the room, but you did, you not, did not see. Did not see exactly. Yeah. So, so the the, the seeing yes. is an important element. Yeah. Yeah. So, so these are some of the things that, and and this is like the hygiene issues. You just make sure that you check these boxes so that exactly we are not in court fighting about did you really see? Yes. Was he really there? Yeah. Um. And and, and so on. And and these days the questions we have are. Can we talk about presence on a Zoom call? Mm. If you're watching me on Zoom signing um, my will, will. is that presence? Are you really seeing me? Can we go to court and argue that uh, my camera hung or yours or my Wi-Fi uh, we lost misbehaved. power. We lost, p- yeah. you know, those kinds of things. So, yeah. so they are one of the reasons that we, you know, um, advise that you actually have this professionally done is just your lawyer is likely to be very. Um, clear about these things and just make sure that it is an unassailable will. Yes. We're not going to be having these kinds of uh, issues coming up in court. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So um, capacity, mm-hmm. 
you mentioned uh, you mentioned capacity mm-hmm. you've mentioned knowledge and approval mm-hmm. um and the formalities it can be in a standard format mm-hmm. you can write it on anything as long as it's um it, as long as it complies with the general um, provisions of writing formal wills mm-hmm. um and then signed in the presence of two witnesses mm-hmm. signed and attested and so attested. when attestation is when the witnesses now also sign sign yes, yes. exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so uh, what is the importance of writing oh, i'm glad you've asked <laughs> <laughs> i think i think a is lot of us here don't know the importance of writing wills so you know and, and this is not just a question that uh, you know that uh, older people people with property with their property ask yeah it's a question that first uh, not first year i often teach succession a second or third year yeah students you know they don't get it mm. like we're going to live for, first of all yes. we're going to live forever you know young people think they're going to live forever yeah. all right um forever or, yeah. there you go <laughs> um so why should i bother or i'll think about it when i'm older when i have yeah. more property mm. uh i don't want to write this will because you know i'll jinx i'll jinx myself tempting I'll, death I'll, exactly tempting stop death. tempting death. death yes and so on but you know writing a will affords you so many advantages mm. if you don't write a will there is you know very clear rules that will apply to your property when you are dead yes. right the rules of intestacy found in uh, the law of succession act yeah and there are very clear entitlements about who gets to benefit and who doesn't get, get to benefit benefits. okay so um depending on who you leave behind mm. then the rules will apply yes if you are a single person and you die yes everything that you leave be- a single person not children yes everything that you leave behind goes to your father mm please note not your father and mother yeah your father so mm. so the rules are being uh, the the law is being revised actually as we speak because that is clear discrimination yes. so it's unconstitutional because it prefers a father over Agenda. a mother yes exactly but as things stand you die a single person everything that you have goes to your father whether you like him or not oh my goodness and then he has to decide whether he's going to share with your mother with your siblings with mm. anybody even if you had you know you had taken in um somebody who was living with you as a young person as a young child and so on that child doesn't inherit anything yeah right unless they were adopted adopted officially adopted yeah exactly so so avoiding the rules of intestacy is really important yeah you can't leave anything to non blood relatives by the rule, by the rules of intestacy mm. the rules of intestacy only respect blood yes. and marriage yes okay so if you ever wanted to leave uh, a donation to a friend, a, a friend yes. to a university to a cause yeah. to a church yeah. to a children's home that can't be done mm. okay so so the rules are just really clear yeah. <laughs> the, the law is very clear yeah. clear about who gets what so if you want to avoid the rules of intestacy you you must opt out of them by by creating a, a will, will. Uh, and and the rules will apply differently to you know uh, again as i said depending on who survives you uh whether it is uh, if you're a, if you're a, uh, married and you leave just a spouse yes. behind the rules are different from if you leave a spouse and, and children, children or children alone and so on and so forth yeah the the important thing to note is that when you leave children behind children are like the trump card mm, mm. children disinherit everybody else yes so once they are children that property doesn't go to in-laws doesn't go to parents it basically it's spouse and, yes. children. and children children are the trump card yes now When you write a will, you get to take care of many many different things. Mm. You decide I worked, you know, 40 years, yes. my entire adulthood to build this wealth. Yeah. 
I get to decide who benefits exactly. and who doesn't. Yes. I get to decide who I um I can give mm. the things that I have worked so hard for. Yeah. Who I can bless, who I choose not to bless. Yes. I you get to give us a clear list of everything that you own. But you because own. a lot of property <laughs> is uh. wasted just because nobody knows that it belongs to you. Yes. There's a story and and we we talked about this a little bit earlier. There's a story of a um a man who was married and had uh, children mm. and had property in I guess many places but the one I'll speak of is this residential house in Buruburu. Yes. His family did not know about this property sometimes mm. um people misbehave and they yes. don't, you know, I don't know why one would not tell their family they don't have this property. But anyway, so he doesn't tell his wife, his children that he has this property and he dies. Yeah. And the tenants notice that rent wasn't collected this month. Nobody has come to ask. No, mm. there has been no knock on the door. <laughs> yeah. And the next month, and yes. quickly they found out that this man has died and they kept quiet. Yeah. And they sat on it and they lived rent free for a long time. There is a scripture that talks about being blessed with houses you did not build. Amen. Wells you did not <laughs> wells you did not dig, vineyards you did not plant. Oh this my is goodness. It. So these people live there and you know the thing to do then is just you just sit on it for 12 years and then wait for adverse possession adverse and possession fire. and you apply and you that's it. And the interesting thing is um that guy who died with mm-hmm. the house in Buruburu mm-hmm. probably um his family suffered a bit because mm-hmm. now he could not give that investment that investment. he was trying yes that he was trying to develop for his family yeah. because that's what they always say yeah. this is for you guys it's for you guys <laughs> and then you don't tell me about it or you tell your wife about it that's it's, it. it's so so it's so so and that happens more often than you know than you would imagine i mean yeah. so the house might be a big um sort of piece of property to leave out but often if you drop dead today andrew you know knock on wood mm. and god forbid there are things that n- not probably not a single other person knows yeah. right maybe you're one of the people who bought everready shares a while back and yes. you don't know this you, it's probably <laughs> not even linked to your cdsc account yes. you, probably you have a share certificate somewhere yeah. yeah we don't know everything that you have mm. and it becomes really important to have sort of that laundry list so that we can we can go for it and you can actually get your family or the people that you want to inherit to actually take it. Yeah. The uh, unclaimed assets authority has billions. Exactly. Yeah. From people who billions. have died and yes. you know nobody quite knows that this property yeah. exists. So so sort of giving us a list of everything that you own, avoiding the rules of intestacy. If you have children uh, under the age of 18, It's really important that you write a will because then you get to appoint a guardian for them. Oh yes. And basically say should I pass on this is the person who I would like to for these children to be exactly, and take to, over these children. Exactly. Yes. Basically please stand in my shoes now that I am gone yeah. and raise my children which is probably one of the most important asks anybody yes. can, you know, ask of you. Yeah. Do you think a lot of people tell um if they write a will they tell their guardian? I have selected you as I would hope they do. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know I think there are a couple of movies where we've seen that um, when somebody dies then your a lawyer knocks on your door. It's like yeah, oh yeah, here yeah, is this yeah, baby for children. you, you know, you're like what? <laughs> oh my god. Let's get
do you think a lot of people tell um if they write a will they tell the guardian that I have selected you as I would hope they do because <laughs> <laughs> you know I think there are a couple of movies where we've seen that um, when somebody dies then your a lawyer knocks on your door he's like yeah, oh yeah here yeah, is this baby for you you know you're like what <laughs> my god <laughs> so, so really you ought to this yeah. is such an important conversation and you ought to have it and have 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 it as a series of conversations yeah. I would like you to raise this child yeah. or children of mine These are the things that are important to me. So and so is like this. So and so is afraid of the dark. Yeah. So and so, you know, has these allergies. Yeah. Those kinds of things. Because in, in parenting, there is so much information that you accumulate about a human being that you don't even realize yeah. that you have. And then suddenly, boom, you're gone. Yes. And somebody has to try and figure out why does this child cry every time the lights are switched off. Yeah. So you want to have, you know, have a series of conversations with the guardian that you're appointing exactly um what i have asked clients to do is to write a, a letter mm. also and we put it uh, you know with the will yes and basically it's like a, a love letter to this person basically saying you know i am entrusting these children to you here are some important things, things that you should that you know, to know about this person this yeah. one likes this this one is like this this one has always wanted to be um uh, a pilot but don't allow them to do it because i'm terrified of them or that kind of thing <laughs> and so on you and know. so forth yeah. right so so just um so so you do that and, and the point is your children when you pass on are going to be going through the worst possible hell can you imagine yeah so 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 give them a chance to have you know much fewer things to 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 have to navigate yes if you ever appointed a guard if you have appointed a guardian for them even legally the process is just that much easier to get paperwork for them yeah. for these people to put them on their insurance and yes. that kind of thing so yeah. so so make the transition smoother easier yeah yeah because they're going through something traumatic you mm-hmm. know and then they if you've not done that mm-hmm. then there's a whole now other problems that exactly. they have to so, go and it's through. a yes. it's a huge list of things they have to do yeah you know so um the other thing connected to guardianship is setting up a trust for mm. your children yeah so you you're living this property but you know if you're living behind children who are five six and uh eight they can't They can't, they can't really run. they yes. can't really run this property but yeah. but set up a trust um and you can do that in the will that basically has instructions about how to run this uh this estate for yes. them and pay for their fees yes. pay for their housing and you know deal with these kinds of things yeah um something else i have seen increasingly people do is when they take out term term life insurance mm-hmm. um then they give very clear instructions about where insurance payout is to be Um, is to be it's not just to be made but to in, be invested ah yes invested in this thing that gives 10% yes and then that 10% is paid out every month to to, to the, the to the family so that yeah. you know school fees is paid and so on also just to make the transition for the person who you've left holding your children much smoother because if they actually have a budget to take care of your children mm. it is less of a burden yes yeah otherwise you're making you, you know you're starting to make children ayafinya neni pendaleni yeah. sleep you know yeah. start sharing everything and yes. so on so because yeah. um, there's a huge financial um, component when it comes to guardianship exactly well. yeah. exactly so so and, and 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 along with appointing the guardian one of the other things that i have advised is give the guardian a gift oh yes don't just give them the children and don't just set up the trust for taking care of the children give yeah. them a gift This is actually the person who ought to get the biggest gift because mm. they are taking over your biggest responsibility. Yeah. So give them a 
big gift because you know they they actually deserve it yeah so mm-hmm. and we we can choose guardians that are also aligned with our with your values, values with your yeah. values people who will raise your children the best way yeah. you know they're your your next best yes yeah, 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 yeah. exactly yeah. because i think a, a, a default um in in cases is that the woman's family takes over the, mm-hmm. the child mm-hmm. and um i don't know you know i may have a problem with my sister mm. you know you, your sister you, might yeah. be cray cray <laughs> you never know yeah and she's the only sister you have exactly and then you're like uh, uh, or you don't want her the values that she holds and then what sometimes yeah. happens is that there's going to be a huge war in court mm. when you didn't set when you didn't figure out who you want to be guardian yes we usually see this uh you know uh grandparents will yes. go to court mm. an aunt will go to court a, you know a cousin so a lot of people are go- now the children find themselves caught in between in a mess so, yeah so 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 right away yeah. <laughs> so right away um so these are just some of the things that you that you can begin to deal with uh in a will and and i have found honestly that when people get over the initial um what is the word now um uh, when something is like morbidity Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but yeah, morbidity of of writing a will, then they are very clear-headed. Yes. They're like not this sister, this sister. Yes. Not this brother, in fact not brother or sister this friend. Yes. Okay, then they then they make a, a detailed plan. Mm. After that I have found people relax. Yes. You really you have a plan so you can relax. You can live life. You can have the assurance that I have loved these people to my last moment. Yes. I have cared for them to my last moment. And that's it. Yeah. The other thing I have seen um, clients do is basically provide that once my oldest child is eighteen, they get to be a core guardian to to the younger, the younger ones. children. Yes, exactly. Just in case you chose someone who turned out to be a wicked, yes, <laughs> a wicked person, want <laughs> to give your children, you know, relief and some way out. Yeah. In in hope believing that your older child is, you know, responsible. Yeah. Yeah. And remembers the values that you instilled in them. Exactly. Um I'm the last one so I I I don't have that problem. Me too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> those are problems for older siblings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um so thank you thank you for those points. Now let's yeah. um move on to burial rights. Um So it's interesting it's interesting you say that because that's one of the things that people deal with in a will. In a will. Or yes. they attempt to, right? So yeah. you will say bury me at langata mm. bury me in my home in maragua uh, maragua meru or in uh-huh. Maua, or upper matasia yes. as, as we know from an, you know, SM. an important case SM yes. yeah and the thing the thing to note is because burial burial law is developing fairly rapidly in yeah. this country through the courts yes um the thing to know is one um There is a statute that provides there is an act of parliament that provides for you know who gets to bury who. Yes. And because it is a personal law issue, personal status issue, it often goes to customary law. Mm. As far as we can ascertain what your customary law is. Yes. Of course whether I am bound to customary law or not becomes a whole other argument for a whole other podcast. Mm, mm. Um and so on. But in a will I'm likely to say bury me at Langata. Yes. Bury me in Nyeri. Bury me in my shamba wherever. Yeah, cremate. Cremate me. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, and so on. Um, give me a a, a water burial. Mm. You know those kinds of things. 
donate my body uh, yeah. to the University of Nairobi Med School, mm. you know. But the thing is, because there isn't property in a body, in the sense that <clears throat> I don't, in the way I own uh, this cup, yes. or the way I own my car, yeah. it's not the same way I own my body. I walk around saying, oh, my body has put on weight. Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> did you just did you just say yes to that, Andrew? <laughs> I was just listening. I was just listening. I was just listening. You were too quick. Okay. So in the same way I say my hair has grown yeah. or whatever, it is not the same sort of rights, bundle of rights that I have towards uh, my property. property. So because I don't own my body in the way I own my house, mm. today if I want to take off wheels from my car and burn them, yes. I will take off the wheels from you my can car do that. Yeah, and yeah. burn them. Yeah. I cannot really cut off my hand and give it to you. Yes. Some law is going to intervene. Yeah. So I don't really own this body. Mm. The argument is because I don't own this body during my lifetime, yes. I can't you know, dispose of it the way you dispose of uh, property in, in exactly yeah. in death. Now, that, <laughs> that becomes very problematic because we, we will still say, I, these are my wishes. Mm. I want to be buried here. Or often you will say, let me be buried where the executors of my will choose to bury me. Yes. Let me be buried where my spouse wants to bury me. Yeah. But that's, you know, the one part of the will that is not binding. Mm. We'll take it as your wishes. Yeah. Often we will read that will after we've buried you. Well, after, yeah. That is when we are saying, oh. Oh, by the way. Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> you know, so so then the law has evolved um, to to allow um, customary law often yes. to take precedence. Now, customary law is problematic. And this, you know, takes me back to the triple bind of law, religion, and imperialism and wifehood that we were talking mm. about earlier. Customary law is problematic because over the years it has really exempted or um, left out widows yeah. from making decisions about uh, their husband's burial. Yes. In many uh, customs of our communities in Kenya, uh, widows were not involved in the burying of a husband mm. or they had less say and the yes. clan had more say or yeah, other yeah. people, the sons had more say and yeah. that kind of thing. So customary law has carried that problem with it, even though society has changed and is much more individualistic. Mm. And I have much more, quote-unquote, um, there's a stronger locus between my husband's life and mine than his and his clan, whoever his clan might be. Exactly, yes. So, so over the years, we've gone to court back and forth, and the courts have various decisions in, in as many directions. Mm. So one decision, for example, has said that the person with the strongest link to the deceased gets to make that decision, decision okay? So in, in this case, if you're married, your spouse... Gets to make that decision, children, so exactly. Yeah. So, the, so, the, so the spouse yeah. ranks highest. Yes. But there are also other decisions of the same court yeah. that say we go with customary law. Yeah. You know, and if uh, Pokomo customary law says that it is the father-in-law who gets to decide, yes. then the father-in-law gets to decide. Oof. Unfortunately, over the years, we haven't seen much customary law that says the wife gets decide. to decide. So, so wives, in this case, widows get disinherited very, very, very quickly. Or disenf disenfr let me use the word disenfranchised. Yeah. Very, very quickly uh, in the sense that people just come and take over your life. Mm. It doesn't matter that I was caring for this man until he died. Yes. At that point, I am shoved aside and people take over. They decide this is the part of the, of the farm in some faraway place that he's going to be buried. Mm. It is going to happen in two weeks' time. These are the rituals and so on and so forth. Yeah. 
And, you know, people have gone to court and often it takes a long time and it takes such a toll on people to just not bury their loved one for a long time until we, we make this determination. Yeah, if we, if we talk about um, SMO Tieno and yeah. Wambo Otieno, the yeah. infamous Wambo Otieno, I just found out about Wambo Otieno when she got married to that um, yeah, mm-hmm. young guy. Mm-hmm. And um, we were watching it with my parents, and my parents mm-hmm. were like, "Oh my God, Wamboy Otieno is like, okay, she's mm-hmm. called Wamboy mm-hmm. Otieno. Tell mm-hmm. me that story." Yeah. Then they told me the story, yeah. and she was in court for two years. She was in, she was in court for two years. She for took two she years. She took on the patriarchy. Oh my <laughs> back God! Back then, uh, unfortunately, the patriarchy won. Yeah. Um, and and but but you know she's she's a phenomenal woman. Yeah. The things that she I think she has done, um, with her life and she did with her life and you know and her journey. And basically pushing back again yes. and saying, "I'm going to marry a young man." Mm. Men marry young women all the time, and exactly. nobody, nobody, and nobody bats an eyelid. Nobody bats an eyelid. No so one bats an eyelid, you know, yeah. sit in your corner, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um. So, so, so those are some of sort of the things, the vestiges of, um, of of parts of our culture, culture that yeah. that you know just show up every now and then, and particularly when a man dies, mm. you're like. Gosh, there is no there is no equality here. Now, yeah. on the other hand, um, if a woman dies, if yes. a wife dies, yes. very rarely do we question her husband's right Decision. to bury her. Yes, yeah. Decision, right, even yeah. his his taking over of her property. We rarely yes. question that. Yeah. In fact, there is case law um, that said I think it was a it was a case of a Tesso uh, woman who had been married to this man, yes. but dowry had not been paid. Mm. And in that custom, her parents should have buried her. Yes. He was allowed to pay dowry after she has died, but before she has bar- she has been, been buried. buried. And then he gets the right to bury her. These are really interesting and problematic things. Basically, we Whoa. can cure <laughs> we can cure an a marriage that wasn't quite valid. Yes. Even after you're dead. Yes. So, so, so in in some customs, till death do us part means nothing. Mm. In the sense that we will marry you. Yes, we will marry you um, even when you are dead. Mm. So we can have the right to bury you. Goodness, <laughs> it's it's fascinating. Anyway, so burial is one of those things that the wills try to provide for. Yeah, but don't necessarily, necessarily bind. Bind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about disinheritance when it comes to? Um, intestacy. I mean, this we've had so many, so many um, stories of mm-hmm. women mm-hmm. being disinherited mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. people have not written a will. Mm-hmm. You know what? What? What are your so 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 the so the <laughs> I hate to say the law is very clear. The law is clear, but sometimes it's a question of power as yeah. opposed to a question of right. Yes. Okay. So if my husband passes on today, the law provides that I take a certain portion of his estate, mm. okay? Yeah. And then I hold the rest of his estate for his children. Yes. Okay, for our children. And then I'm supposed to distribute um, that property. That estate, yeah. Exactly, to his children, mm. right? Now, very often what you will see is in-laws will come in and say, this is our son's property. Mm. This is our son's property. Yes. Oh my goodness, if you attempt to remarry, that mm. property is long gone, even if, you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So they, they will throw you out very, very quickly. Yeah. So, it, so it becomes a question of, of 
not just right or entitlement, but the power to defend mm. that entitlement or that right. Mm. And, and, and those are some of the things that are in the law. But some of the things that are not in the law are, you know, what happens within the first 24 or 48 hours after a person dies. Yeah. And often this, you know, it makes a huge difference. Your husband dies. In no time, your house is full of mourners. Yes. Relatives you have not met mm. or relatives have arrived from wherever. Or relatives and that you've not seen and are not friends with for the last 10, 15 years. Exactly. You know, they and didn't they have, like you taking our son. Exactly. Our and brother. now here they are. Yes. They're asking suspicious questions about in what circumstances exactly did he die? Yes. And then they start moving around the house. Okay. You, you, they're in your home office. They're in your bedroom. They are going through documents and so on and so forth. And a lot of women lose uh, title deeds. Yes. Or other, other properties or documentation in that in that season because first of all you're not thinking i need to secure mm. my titles exactly. that is not the thing that is on your mind <laughs> on your you're just minds. thinking my world has just been shattered yeah but there are others who have come with an agenda mm. you know so um so and now this is not legal advice this is you know the advice to um to people <laughs> who have a friend who has lost somebody yeah one of the things you know that i think is a really useful intervention is to get in there to lock her bedroom. Lock up, yes. Lock up stuff. Yeah. You know, if you know where the documents are, lock them up. Mm. Sometimes take them out of there. Of, the, of and, that, pro of that of the property house. and yeah. just... Keep them safe keep somewhere. Keep them safe for her. Yeah. Okay. Or um, uh, what, we've, what we've also seen is how quickly, you know, um, can, can you mobilize stuff? You know that the person who holds the death certificate has unbelievable sway. Yes. So ensuring yeah. <laughs> that that birth certificate is with you. Yeah. Uh, that burial permit is with you, mm. not with other people, which is, it's a terrible way to live because you're telling somebody who has just lost their spouse their world that the yes. world has shattered. They need to engage warrior mode. Yeah. But, you know, it is the reality of many widows in this, in this country yeah. that, that at the point of your most, you know, of your, of your deepest vulnerability, people will come for you. Mm. So you, you assemble your tools in advance, yeah. knowing that this man could die. Here yes. are my tools. Here are my go-to people. I will give myself 12 hours of not thinking about this, 10 hours, 4 hours. I get one, two, three things. Yeah. I get them out of the house. I will fall apart a little bit later. Yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous it's, advice. But it's, I mean, that's the world it's we a, live in. It's really unfortunate. That's, that's the country we live in. Um, so let Maybe, maybe just to help um, our listeners. Mm -hmm. Once a uh, valid, mm -hmm. a husband has written a valid will and he mm -hmm. has died, mm -hmm. and all this happens mm -hmm. within the forty-eight hours, as mm -hmm. you have said, after mm -hmm. his death. Yeah. Um, what rights can his widow mm -hmm. now enforce if he's written a valid will? So I mean, so you will go to court and you will fight, yeah. right? And you will be asking people to return this property and so on, and you will sue them because the, the you know the the will we're assuming, of course, provides that the property that he owns, which was not matrimonial property, which was just his estate, <coughs> yes, goes to say to the wife or yeah. to the children, the children and so on and so forth. So they're they're um they're inter what is it called? It's the intermeddling. No, intermeddling. Thank you. The word just intermeddling. Exactly. Intermeddling. Yeah. Yes. Um, and and you will go to court and sort of you know try to get this put right. But as I said, a lot of waste waste yes. is going to happen. Yeah. If people come and install themselves in your rental properties, how do you get them out? How yeah. do you get them out? You but also, you're, you're losing rental income. Yes. Okay. People will sell stuff. There are some things. It doesn't matter 
how quickly you move yeah. um you know some some bells cannot be unrung mm. so 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 but but you know the thing is you have to uh, and again unfortunate that i have to keep telling uh women or wives this is you 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 have to wear your i am a warrior face yeah and basically give people the impression that if you do that i will deal with you so badly mm. especially when you have children yeah. because you're fighting this war for yourself for your, and, and for kids. these children yeah. so you be, you go to into warrior mode um you get that as much of that stuff as you can you and then and then kesi badai yeah. as 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 people as say. we say <laughs> as we say <laughs> as we say as we say yeah oh my goodness just yeah. um guys the importance the importance of writing wills mm. ladies and gentlemen both men and women yeah. because i mean it's definitely easier if a husband loses a wife as we have just discussed mm-hmm. but that doesn't still mean that she has you know, property too she has she, property she too as well to, yeah she yeah. needs to provide for what uh, you know for for where that property goes yeah exactly yeah. so I, i i i think women are always so honest with mm-hmm. with their with their husbands Uh, you know partners. i w- I, w- i want to agree with you but uh, i don't know that but i now, can but now now our is kind of <laughs> all is changing. changing people have been burned people have been burned so so kitchen accounts have been on the rise <laughs> you know in, in every in many bridal showers that i have been to or kitchen parties you yeah. you're told please you need to have some rainy day money yeah 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 you know and that kind of so 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 men might hide um houses and plots of land and yes. so on. Yeah. Women hide money in chamas, in uh, sacos and that yeah. kind of thing. Now the thing about the thing about sacos and chamas is this. A lot of that uh, the passing of that property is is uh, outside of wills yes. and it's outside of intestacy. Mm. It, it passes through nomination. Yes. So you basically have signed a form that say when I die this, this property should go should to, to yes. so yeah. which is a wonderful way to deal with uh with property yeah. why often nominations will pay out fairly quickly immediately yeah quickly fairly quickly seven mm. days 14 days you know yes. and that kind of stuff and often you need that kind of money really really quickly at that time yeah. at that point people have to rent has to be paid next month or mm. mortgage has to be paid the next month or children have to go to school clothes even your own yeah. burial has to be paid the burial, yes the burial costs exactly yeah. so so having So spreading your property in these various ways yeah. is a wise thing to do mm. because when this money is paid out your children don't have to strain don't have to depend on the kindness of strangers yes. um they have access to some money quickly and uh, and usually this is not subject to a court process mm. now if you even if you write a will and a valid will we still have at least six months in court yes. right so we have to go through probate yeah. and so on so so quick to ac- thinking of ways to access, um, to access money faster yeah. is is really important so which is why uh when, now when i teach this class to adults i usually tell them let us assume the worst has happened yes your spouse has died or you have died mm. what do you think is happening in your house for the first 24 hours mm. and then people have to walk through oh my goodness that is the day uh, gas has to be bought yes uh, and you know and so on and so forth but nobody can buy gas nobody has your mpesa password yeah or nobody has your the pin for your your card, for your card. Yeah. nobody can access your online banking so how 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 do how we do these things, things? Be done? it used to be back in the day you could tell someone write a check and sign it yes 
and you know write and it out somebody, for yeah. someone can go and bank 25K it 25k or whatever exactly it is. whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. but these days banks call yeah call, do. call to confirm yeah, yeah. did you Maybe issue a check of this guy yeah, yeah. now at that point what do we do you know and negotiable instruments like checks can't be honored after you have oh, died so you have to have a plan yeah. a game plan that just makes your family's life that much easier when you are gone i i know of a family where mm. the 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 wife mm-hmm. okay knew about the husband's business mm-hmm. and um, the only thing that she was mm-hmm. the lucky thing is that she was a signatory to the account mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. when he died yeah i mean the she, if she was not a signatory to that account that she would not be able f- to access those funds yeah she wouldn't have yeah mm. and she was like a, a housewife yeah oh my. so and can you imagine the difficulties she would have had yeah um with children to provide for exactly. you need to eat for yourself you don't have you know. an income of you don't have an, your, income, an income of your own yeah, yeah. and um it, it's just it was just it was just a mind-boggling yeah time for her yeah but uh, thank you, thank you so much to my guest, Rosalind Njogu. Um, Asante Nisana for listening to us. If you have any questions on this um, topic that we've had on Succession, please reach out to us on our social media platforms. Our website is gvalawfirm.com. That's gvalawfirm.com. Our email is info at gvalawfirm.com. That's info at gvalawfirm.com. You can hit us up on Twitter as well at Gikera Vadgama is our handle at Gikera Vadgama. And finally, also on Facebook for the young people that um, <laughs> Rosalind is teaching. Twitter and young, uh, Twitter and, and Facebook is for your students. <laughs> you they, can hit they, us. They told at, me Facebook is for old people. Apparently, now you need to be on the ground. Actually, yes. Maybe we need to get on the ground. Yeah. Maybe we need to get on the ground. <laughs> so you can reach us at Facebook and the handle is at Gikera Vadgama advocates thank you thank you so much rosalyn until next time my listeners have a fantastic next two weeks bye